Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Kicking off another week here on Mox on the Mic. Chris Goforth with you and uh, glad to be bringing you uh, another Mox on the Mic podcast. We've had a lot of things that have gone on, a lot of the fall sports beginning to wrap up their seasons, and that's where our focus is today. Gavin McKinney, he is the women's soccer coach at Chattanooga. He is going to join us. Looking forward to talking to him. His squad didn't quite get where they wanted to this year, but I think the future is really bright for Chattanooga women's soccer. So we'll talk with Coach McKinney coming up in a few minutes. And then Andy Meyer will join us uh, from the cross country and track and field team. He coaches both the men's and the women's. So we're going to get a complete review of how his squad did this year as well. Don't forget to make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Mox on the Mic. We appreciate your five-star ratings. For those of you that use Apple Podcasts, we are available on all the podcasts platforms so make sure you tell a friend about mox on the mic with that being said now let's get into it this week here's our conversation with chattanooga soccer coach gavin mckinney coach what went right this year for chattanooga soccer well i think we can use the season as a learning experience because for us and the the standards that we've set over the last several seasons, I don't think we were we were quite there. We did have some good performances along the way, but just weren't able to hit that consistency that we needed to find to finish where we would have liked to. But I think when you have seasons like this, um, it needs to spark something inside you. It needs to make you better. You need to learn. You need to keep pushing forward, and that's what we'll do. So is that the issue you felt like this year? Was it just a matter of, of consistency match to match? I think so. I think you can point to some of the conference weekends and see that ETSU Western Carolina would have been one of them. We were fantastic on the Friday night against ETSU, probably one of the best 90 minutes that we played all season. And then we turned around on Sunday at Western Carolina, who were a really good Western Carolina side this year but we didn't quite hit that same performance level as we did on the Friday. So to do well in our league, you only play everybody once and there's not much room for, for error when you're, when you're in that conference play. So you really do have to hit a good run of form. And unfortunately for us, we, we just never hit the level that was quite needed. Now is Maddie Berman, is she the only senior you're going to lose off this roster? Maddie Berman and Samantha Shaw. So they were our two, two seniors um, and actually Adrian Darnell as well. So three players from that roster will graduate and move to that next phase of their life. We're, we're proud of those guys and their contributions that they gave to the program, all really good members. So we're, we're sad to see them go, but excited to see what the, the next part of their life holds for them. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, about those three for a minute, because you're talking about three that's played a lot of minutes for you. Um, I mean, really played a lot of minutes over the course of their career here uh, at Chattanooga. Let's start with Samantha, just her and her game and, and kind of what she's meant to, uh, to Chattanooga soccer. Samantha is, um, she's one of those kids that came in and it often happens in your college career. You played in a position, most of your youth soccer life for her, that was central midfield and, ended up playing as a striker for us later on in her, her college career. And she had a flying start to her senior season, four goals in the first five games. And 
I thought she really progressed throughout her time here with us. We're really pr proud of her as a player, as a person. Um, yeah, Samantha will be missed. A great member of her program. Um, Maddie Berman. Maddie came, came in um, as a player that was told she would need to develop and kind of kind of earn her way on the pitch. And I'll tell you what, she, she did that. She ended up being one of our captains, um, made a big impact, not only on the field, off the field, a great, great person. Um, just had a banquet for those seniors here at, at winter and uh, sorry, the ones who are graduating here at Christmas and uh, got to, got to spend a little time with her at that and say a few words about her, but really pr proud of Maddie and everything she's accomplished. Adrian Darnell. Adrian. Yeah. She, she played from, from the minute she got here. She, she con contributed as a, as a central midfielder. Always, always worked hard in training, uh, fought and battled in matches for us. Another individual that's, uh, that's been a great student, great person in the team. I'm proud of Adrian as well. Well, we say goodbye to some seniors, but I, I wanted to ask you about some freshmen. There were a couple that stood out to me this year that I wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, I thought Janiah Stevens had a, had a really nice freshman campaign for you. A little bit about her and her development and, and where you see her going. Janiah's got great potential. She unfortunately um, didn't have the season maybe that she wanted due to a sickness that kept her out for a few weeks and then an ankle injury that kept her out for another few weeks. So uh, I think we're only scratching the surface with Janiah. I think she has a really big ceiling as a player. So hopefully we can, we can get her going this spring and get her healthy and, um, yeah, begin to, begin to get her to that peak that we think she can get to as a, as a player for us over the next three years. Kelly Turf saw the pitch early for you in the season and, and played a ton. Kelly did. Kelly started the first several games for us. Uh, tidy central midfielder really fits in with how we want to play. And um, yeah, we, we like Kelly. We like what she gives on the pitch. She's diligent in what she does off the field with her nutrition and coming in to watch extra film and all that kind of good stuff. So Kelly has the making to be a really, really good central midfielder for us. Similar to Janiah, unfortunately, towards the, the end of her freshman campaign here, she picked up a, a little knock that kept her out for, for the last portion of games here. And we, we missed her. Who needs to step up? What positions do you want to see step up between now and, and the start of next year? Where's what's your concern right now with your team as you get ready for, uh, to look towards 22? Well, I'd like to go back to the freshman real quick with, uh, we had one that was named SoCon all on SoCon all freshman team in silver cap. Right. So I think we, we definitely need to mention her when speaking about freshman players here, she worked her way into, to our starting 11, in conference play, started her first game against um, VMI and scored a goal, and then kind of held the spot from then on after. But is is top is solid. Um, another freshman that has uh, a lot of ability in her, and we're excited for for the other ones and Ellen, Delaney, and Dakota to see where their future takes them as well. Um, now, looking looking forward into the spring and beyond. Um, yeah, I just think we need to we need to raise the standards in in everything we do, and that's from a football side. We, we need to be more organized. We, we need to do things a little bit quicker in and out of possession. And then from the physical side, I think we, we need to raise the standards there as well. We, we need to improve our fitness levels and the work we do 
um, in the weight room. Um, I think we, we need to improve in all regards. So um, I don't know if I would peg one area. We, we need to do everything a little bit better, to be quite frank. What's next for you guys? Like, can you, I know, you know, obviously the, the holiday break is coming up, but once you're able to get them back on campus in January, uh, what will the next couple of months uh, look like for your squad? Yeah, so they're, they're currently at finals now. They get back on January 10th, and then we, we begin our spring training. So it's split up into a few different phases. When they, when they get back, we've got, I believe, four sessions on the pitch, uh, two weight sessions. Those four sessions are split up an hour apiece. We only get four hours to work on the football up until mid-February. And then once that time hits, we, we go back into a competition phase. We have five spring dates where we can play against outside competition. We'll look to challenge them. We've got three home dates currently set, and then we're, we're looking to find a couple of, of away ones. The, the home, home dates that we, we have, we have Kennesaw State late February. Um, we've got MTSU early April, and then uh, I'll skip back there. We've got, um, we've got Tennessee Tech and Mercer coming down for like a mini round robin on the same date. We'll play shortened games. And then it's just those two away games we have to find, but some, some really competitive dates for them to, again, uh, progress and develop. I think that's what the spring should be for. There's more training than there is games, which is the complete opposite of what we go through in the fall. As soon as they get back in the fall, we've got a shortened preseason and then it's right into games and you've got two games a weekend. And then it's about balancing recovery and organizing for the next opponent. So not, not much time for, for development per se, when you're in your season, whereas now in the spring, you've got a lot of time to train and work with individuals and work on the physical side. So our, our juniors have never had a true spring because their first one, when they were freshmen got cut by, by COVID, right? So they've never had this portion of the year where they can really slow it down and just focus on developing as individuals and then us developing the group as a whole. So we're looking forward to the spring. I was going to say, that's got to kind of make you a little bit excited. The growth that, you think you can see from this group because you do have more opportunity to teach maybe than, than what you've had in years past. Right. Yeah, that, that is right. And, and I didn't even realize it until one of the, one of the girls said it to me, I saw Avery Catlett, one of our kids coming out of Publix one day, we were speaking about the, the spring. And she mentioned to me that she's never actually had a full spring. Avery's a junior in our team. Right. So it's, that's, that's different. It's different for these guys to never have had that. Um, we, we love it as coaches because I think that's most coaches will tell you they love the training sessions. They love to develop their team. Like there's, a, there's a huge amount of stress and uncontrollables once you get into those games. But the training sessions is when you see people get better. So that's my favorite part of being a coach is getting on the pitch and doing work with them there. So I'm excited about it. And I think the kids are too. Now, what is your recruiting window when does that open up? When is what is signing day for you guys? And, and how many players will you will you look to add this year? We our early signing days passed, and we we've signed five. We we might look to make a few more additions to that class, but we're we're currently we're currently in a recruiting phase up until mid December, and then there's a dead period that goes on to early January. There's a big event just down the road uh, in Murfreesboro this weekend, a, a national event. So really convenient for us to go down and watch some players. And then once that dead period ends in January, it's there, there are a lot of events that go on, um, a lot of players that that need and want to be seen because again that. 
COVID put a wrench in a lot of players' plans. There was a dead period for about a year and a half where we could not recruit. So there's still some good players out there. So we'll look to make additions if we think people can add some quality to our squad. But we're delighted with the five that, that we've added up to this point. We think they're excellent players, good people. that are They're going to add some value to the program. Your 2022 schedule, I know it hadn't been released yet, but when do you expect to have that finished? It's essentially finished. We've, we've got we've got one game, one date that we're we're looking to firm up. But other than that, we've we've got all those games pegged. It's just the small details, kickoff times, and things along those lines. But like always, it's going to be a challenging challenging schedule. It's what we look to do in our our non league is challenge the girls to get them ready for the conference play because as our conference proved to be this uh, this fall, it's very difficult. We've got um, Sanford University who won it for the eighth year in a row and then went to Auburn and beat Auburn 2-0 in the first round of the national tournament. So our league our league is tough and it's difficult. So if you don't prepare them in the non-league, um, it's, it's not going to do you any favors once you get into SOCOM play. Coach, appreciate the time as always. Thanks for uh, giving us a, a few minutes. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. And uh, look forward to catching up with you again. Same to you. Go Mons. Thanks to Gavin and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, his team get back on the pitch in the spring. Andy Meyer is the cross-country track and field coach at Chattanooga. He coaches both the men's and the women's. We talked to him about both, and we get into that now here on Mox on the Mic. Coach, let's start with this. Uh, let's start with your with your women's team. Can you give us a brief recap of kind of how the season went on the women's side? Yeah, we we certainly can. We, we started our season out at um, uh, the JSU meet, and we went down there and we had a really good race. Um, Justine ran well for us. Mackenzie uh, 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 Jones ran well for us. Uh, Emma ran well for us, and certainly Leslie ran uh, well for us. And um, they ended up uh, winning the meet, which – and it was was really good. Um, we, um, uh, you know, kind of weren't expecting that. We knew we, we had a chance to be pretty good. Um, we beat a pretty good Auburn team. So, you know, we, we were excited about what that season held. Um, now, granted, it was, um, uh, you know, it, it was a shorter race. Uh, it was 4k race, but the, the kids really, uh, ran well and competed hard. And so, you know, we were excited after that first race of the season. And then, um, we go down to, uh, the, uh, South region preview meet in Huntsville and, um, go down there and actually, um, you know, we, we, we beat Tennessee, um, and we understand they weren't running their full team, but they still had several varsity kids they were running and then we also um, beat our, our uh, big rivals here in our conference, ETSU. Um, we were and, and, and we did that and the girls didn't run, ha have the best race um, just because of the point where they were on the training. They, they still had some kind of heavy legs and whatnot. Um, so we, we were really excited uh, after that second race of the season. Um, and then between that race and Louisville, we got some injuries. Um, but still, uh, uh, Leslie and, uh, ran a really good race there. 
um, it, it was the first time a lot of the kids, because of COVID, I mean, we've got a re- we've got a really young team uh, that they had been in a race at Louisville that big. So it was it was an eye opening experience for a lot of them. They had not been a, in, in a race with close to four hundred girls in it. Um, so trying to navigate that and and whatnot that um, um, you know was it was a, a bit of a shock for a lot of the the kids. Um, after that, we went to a Tennessee Temple, or excuse me, Tennessee Temple, Tennessee Tech, and uh, the again the, the Leslie ran really well. Justine looked good. Um, Emma uh, looked even better. You could tell she was starting to put things together. Um, uh, uh, Mackenzie Jones ended up uh, having an injury there um, that that ended up it, unfortunately it ended her whole season. Um, and then, uh, Ashton, our number five girl, who was a walk on this, this time last year, she wasn't even on the team and, and she had a great, uh, spring season and had just been a consistent force. Um, she ended up having an injury. Um, so, you know, when you take two out of your top five, that kind of handicaps you a little bit. Um, but we competed well. Um, uh, it was a really hard course. After that, you know, we go to conference and in a conference, we, we, we finished fifth, just a couple points out of fourth. Um, we had thought, you know, looking uh, at the teams and what everybody's done and what they had, that we could be anywhere from second if we had a really good day. Um, if everybody um, uh, ran a really good race, we could or we could end up as, as bad, worse as sixth place. Um, it wasn't that bad, but um, uh, again, not having McKenzie and and Ashton had just been coming off her injury. That was her first week back. It, it handicapped us, and, and we we didn't quite have the race that we had hoped for. Um, but but again, uh, Leslie and Emma, um, they, they they were our um, our rocks, and they ran really well. Emma ended up being an all conference um, freshman team, um, and and then we go to region, and actually at region. Um, Leslie just killed it. She PR'd. Emma had a great race. Um, Justine ran uh, well. Again, Ashton coming off that injury now three weeks. She had started to put some things together. Um, you know, we had some 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 really good performances um, at the six k uh, for the girls uh, there uh, at the region. Do you are you are you pleased with what you saw overall? Because I mean, I'm looking at what a couple I mean, of top five finishes for this group. Yeah, and and as young as we were, because now we we lose Justine and we and and Mackenzie Jones. Um, you know, we didn't have the last couple of meets. They they graduate, but um, you know, Leslie, we thought coming into the season she was probably going to be our third girl. She made a huge jump. Um, and she was consistent for us all season long. Um, she never had a bad race. And then we get to the region and she has a great race, just kind of really made her season. Um, and, and Emma was the same way again because of COVID. It actually been two years since she had participated in a cross country race. So for her, it was just kind of getting her feet wet, uh, understanding what, um, uh, you know, cross country was again. And then she just, as the season went on, got better and better and better with each race. Um, you know, we, we had uh, um, uh, Faith Brown. She, uh, again, she was another injury, but she would be anywhere from our fifth to our seventh girl 
and um, she had a really good season. We had a walk on uh, Morgan who ended up with a stress fracture, uh, was unable to do the region um, meet. Um, she all year long held down that fourth and fifth girl force and we weren't even counting on her and, and she's a freshman in eligibility. And so with her being a freshman, Emma being a freshman, uh, Leslie was a sophomore, uh, Ashton was a freshman, um, Faith was a sophomore. I mean, we, 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 we most of these, cause we've got another three, you know, two to three years with all these girls. And, and, and really, as the season went on, they were able to put some things together. So we're like really excited um, with their development. I mean, our, our our women's coach, Ty Griffin, he did a great job of keeping those girls together through the injuries and, and developing them through the season. So we're, we're excited. We're really excited for next year. Let me turn the page over to the men's side now for a minute. Is it just me or does it feel like your men got better as you went through this campaign. Oh no, they they actually did. They you know they they finished second. We we were pleased uh, with that at um, JSU. Um, we go to the region meet, and that again they were in the same boat as the um, the girls. That was just uh, uh, probably. But even before we went to the race, we we had told the guys. You know, just because of all the hard training you've done, we haven't backed off just yet. You know, you've got to be patient with us. Um, this is going to be your hardest race this season. And it was for many of the kids. It, it was a hard race. Um, but then we get to um, Louisville and every guy. Well, we had a couple that had sickness. Um, um, but I mean, they, they got over that quickly. But unfortunately, it was for that race. But everybody who was well PR. I mean, we had some really good PRs. Um, Jonathan, uh, Boyd, Ryan, uh, Keegan, Eric. Um, and then we, uh, again, uh, Tennessee, uh, temp, uh, Tennessee Tech was a hard race for the kids. Um, and then we get to um, conference. And uh, now with the guys where we were at, we thought, you know, we could be anywhere from fourth to eighth. Um, and um, we ended up uh, seventh, which, you know, we disappointed a lot. But at the same time, the, the you know, you, looking on, the, on the, the, the silver lining, the three freshmen that, that we brought on, you could see them getting better and better and better. You, you know, they were our number three, our number four, and our number five scores at conference. So, you know, we, we were really pleased with that. Um, of course, Jonathan and, and Ryan Phillips had a great year. Um, Jonathan, we knew he, he was going to have a good year, but um, Ryan Phillips um, met his expectations, what we thought he could be. He finally developed and man, he, he just had a really good year. And then we get to the region, and man, the guys just ran, just killed it. They ran really well. We were pleased to have three of them. And one of our freshmen ended up being our number one guy. But, you know, to have three guys all in the 32s, we were, we were pleased. Um, Eric Mitchell, uh, again, he's, he's a freshman eligibility-wise. He, he came in and finally putting some things together. He's got a world of talent, and he, he put some things together. Um, uh, Eamon O'Brien, his dad ran here with me uh, 35 plus years ago. Eamon, um, during the region warm, twisted his ankle. So we taped his ankle and he gutted it out um, and still finished six for us. 
Um, but you know, we're, we're excited again, cause we've got everybody, everybody's coming back. Everybody, um, has another year, uh, at least one more year of eligibility. We're excited with the, um, three freshmen, um, you know, the way they developed, I mean, they just did a super job and, and we thought they would be good and they, they showed us they can be very good. So you talk about bringing everybody back. Now, will you add anybody before next fall to this group? Oh, we, we certainly will. Um, we've, we've got a commitment, not quite signed yet. So I'm not going to say anything, but, but, um, yes. And then on the ladies bunch, we've, um, uh, people that have actually signed their scholarship paper. We, we've got, um, uh, Leah Boyd, her, her, Jonathan's her brother. And, um, she's been, um, in the 18s cross country. Um, her, and actually she has a teammate, Maddie, uh, Wheatcroft, that probably anywhere from the fastest to the second fastest girl in the state of Tennessee. So we're real excited bringing those two girls on. Um, we've got the uh, uh, got a connection in Hawaii to a, a local family uh, a member where we we signed a Hawaiian state champion. She was a Gatorade athlete of the year from Hawaii um, to the girls team. Um, we've also, um, signed, uh, Grace Adams from just up the road, uh, at heritage outside of Maryville. And she had a really good season. Um, all these girls, you know, next year are going to come in and, and especially Leah, Maddie and Emily, I, I wouldn't be surprised for them to, um, you know, e easily be anywhere from the second girl to our fifth girl. I mean, they're, 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 they're really good. They're going to come in and make an immediate impact. Plus the girls, the good girls that we already have coming back. Um, I mean, we're, we're, we're set up to have a really good season next year. We're excited about everybody. Well, listen, coach, I'm, I'm willing to take one for the team. Now, if you need somebody to go and recruit Hawaii for you, <laughs> I mean, I am, I will listen, I will do that. I wouldn't do that for just anybody. I'm well, not offering that to just anybody, but I'd do that for you. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, we we <laughs> certainly uh, we'll keep that in mind. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm just saying as you as you budget out, just just you know, one plane ticket, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your indoor season now that is getting ready to get underway. What is that training like for you guys? You don't necessarily have an indoor facility. How do you prepare to to compete? uh, at these indoor meets, Chris, that's a, a great question, but what we, what we do, we, um, we've been very fortunate actually, um, uh, good Lord's blessed with great weather the last three years. Um, we, you know, we, we, um, have a facility access to the facility at GPS. Um, and so, uh, a lot of times, you know, as long as the weather's great and it has been, um, we're, we're over there. Um, so it's really not been an issue. Um, I, I think we've had our kids now, um, you know, this time last year was, we did have an indoor season. So all the kids, um, that, um, you know, are, are going to run indoor track have been on an indoor track. So they understand the surface, they understand the banking and whatnot. So we don't have to work with them like that. But then, you know, there are times when the uh, weather gets bad, but we just do stuff indoor. We got, uh, you know, our weight training facility and, um, you know, the distance kids, you know, it's one thing for a distance kid to be able to run in 40 degrees and rain. That's no big deal. 
it's hard. It is almost impossible for a sprinter to get warmed up, stay warmed up, and run in 40 degrees in rain. So, the, again, those individuals, we, we have access to the arc and some different things. And Coach Gaston, our sprints coach, does a great job of, of coming up with some, some creative workouts. Um, but, but really, in the last couple of years and so far this year, it's, it's, it's been great. I think um, I, I saw the weather report last night. We got less than an inch of rain in the month of November. Um, so we, we've been really fortunate in, in, you know, today, tomorrow, Friday, it's going to be close to 70 degrees. That's perfect weather. You know, they, they'll be doing their stuff out on the track. Coach, appreciate the time. As always, I look forward to catching up with you again. You've got the uh, Southern Conference uh, Indoor Championships coming up late February. Once that's over, we want to we want to have you back on and, and kind of recap this indoor season. So look forward to talking with you then. Chris, thanks for your time and your support. Thank you. Appreciate Andy Meyer for being with us today. Andy and Coach, uh, Coach McKinney. Both of them giving us some time this week here on Mox on the Mic. We will continue to kind of recap some of the fall sports and uh, get you ready for what may be coming in the spring semester uh, with Chattanooga Athletics as well. So make sure you join us every week, every single Thursday. It's Mox on the Mic. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time. Until then, so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and we'll see you again soon.